from the land of the rising sun to just north of the border, strong style meets street style, right here on this podcast. You're listening to the Osaka Saint, the Saitama Superstar, the Mad Titan of Tokyo, the American Kaiju, and double your pleasure, double your fun, because right now, you've got two hogsmen for the price of one. He's the hombre with no nombre, mi hermano from another mamo. He's the world's greatest Rudo. Alright, this is gonna be a long one. El Numero! Uno! That's right, you're listening to two of the three Hogsmen. And when I say you're just listening to two of the three Hogsmen, I mean that. It is just Devin Sparks and I on this podcast tonight. Big Duke, he couldn't make it. He's gonna try and make it next week. But you are listening to Southern California's El Numero Uno Pro Wrestling Theme Podcast. We're not the first to do it. We just do it that much goddamn better. And it is Memorial Day, Devin Sparks. That's right. We're recording on Memorial Day. No days off. No days off, buddy. No days off. No, no days off for the kid. No, Yeah, exactly. That's right. And no days off for us sitting on our ass drinking a beer looking at each other through a video screen. Yep. And uh, hey, Memorial Day! Let's celebrate our uh, our Hogsman brother, uh, Big Duke. He is a veteran of the Armed Forces, the Navy. And then uh, Hunter Freeman. He is never a former, always a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. So, isn't that for Veterans Day though? Isn't Memorial Day those who have passed? Did I mess it up? It's okay. Even if you did, I know I saw uh, Hunter posting some stuff. For some guys that uh, he served with, so I'm sure uh, you know they were they were uh, good friends with some people that you know gave their lives to this country. So, yeah. uh, Devin Sparks, listen, man, when I take on a tag team partner, I need the best talker in the business. And w- I went out, and I didn't <laughs> have to look for one. I did not even have to look for the best talker because it turns out I was driving with his ass. All the way out to Arizona, twice, sometimes three times a month. Long days, long hours, long, long uh, scenic routes. But Devin Sparks, I have to say this, man, you are the Hank Aaron of promos. And you're destroying, <laughs> destroying this promo mania. Slice Boogie, you set him up. You dazed him. I went in for the knockout. We took that round. We took that round. So, so far... Uh, here's, here's who you and I have taken out, uh, combined, because I'm going to, I'm going to include you in my victories and my, in my singles as well. So we've taken out Warhorse, Danhausen, Slice Boogie, and then right now we're going up against the, the Dark Sheik, the, the owner, creator, uh, mastermind behind Hood Slam, uh, is, is next on the docket. So that's who I'm currently in the process of, of trying to beat. If you're listening to this and it's Tuesday... Uh, the day the episode uh, for the podcast comes out, do me a favor. The the uh, competition isn't over until tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific. So if you haven't voted, I need your vote because Dark Sheik runs Hood Slam. Guess who follows Hood Slam? Hood Slam? Everyone. Lots of fans. So I need your vote. Go uh, go check out my uh, my Twitter account, at Devin Sparks. You can see uh, all the information for the the tournament and this round of the tournament right there and uh, and how you can vote. Now, we would appreciate that. It's only going to get more eyes on the podcast, more eyes on the tag team. And when things start going back to normal, 
uh, maybe see a few a uh, few new bookings for for the Hogsman. You never know, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I, I got to tell you this. I got a call from Devin Sparks last night, and he was like, "I don't know what I'm gonna do for this promo." You know what? I'm just gonna mail it in. What you see in that promo, Devin Sparks is so good. That's him mailing it in. Okay, <laughs> that is a that is a great promo. He he puts over the Dark Sheik. You know, he puts over Hood Slam and how Dark Sheik created Hood Slam and all that. And then he goes and kicks the goddamn knees out. And that is what a good pro- heel promo is. Build them up, take them down. Uh, but I, I, I truly think it was when I first saw it, I was like, I immediately texted you and I was like, dude, that was so good. And I, I truly think you deserve to win that round because uh, it's, it's a good promo, man. It's definitely a good promo. Thanks, big dog. And what's funny is last week we had to we had to tiptoe around the promo that uh, we did with with Slice Boogie. We can talk about it now. We can talk yeah. about it. <laughs> so, so what we had discussed was uh, against Slice Boogie. Mike was not on board with my idea, and that was to make fun of Slice Boogie's name and say that he was named uh, for eating boogers. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we're both over the age of 30. <laughs> now, when I came up with this idea, I'm like, I was like, honestly, man, like, let's just do something silly and make it serious. And, uh, you know, Slice Boogie's uh, a, a big guy, good looking kid. Uh, I'm sure he's got a bright future, trained out of Santino's. Um, <clears throat> and he, uh, he just won Rookie of the Year in Southern California. So he's got a lot of good things going for him. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want to talk shit about this guy. What am I gonna say? Oh, you're so big. You're so green. I'm like, let's just fuck with his name, man. It's so stupid. Let's just make booger jokes. And uh, Mike was like, "That's all you, man. Uh, if we could do a disclaimer in the promo that I wanted no part of it, <laughs> then I would like to do that. I would like to erase my name from anything having to do with boogers. Uh, but no, no, we we went after him. We uh, said his name sounded like boogers, <laughs> and it worked." you're telling the truth, man. I didn't want anything to do with that first. And then when you sent me your promo, I was like, holy shit, the motherfucker did it. It's a promo, man. Thanks buddy. It's, it's so silly because, uh, I feel like, um, at least in the history of the WWE, um, you have some of the best talkers have a case, uh, for, I feel like they just do it to pop the boys in the back. There was one in San Diego. It was, uh, it was the rock. And I think it was a raw and he hadn't been here for a while. Hadn't been on the air. He's already been in Hollywood for a minute. And I think it was Coach that was out there with, uh, oh, what's the kid's name? Uh, they, he was like, oh, Eugene. Uh-huh. I think it was Coach and Eugene. Or it was either Coach and Eugene or Bischoff and Eugene. And I, in The Rock called, I think, Coach a popcorn fart. And the crowd started chanting popcorn fart. And I'm pretty sure that in the back... The Rock goes, hey, watch this. I'm going to get these people to chant popcorn fart. And I'm pretty sure that's how that happened. So uh, I, that, I, I'm, I'm going to try to start doing that stuff with things like calling people, uh, you know, bug readers and whatnot. We'll see what happens. It's little stuff like that that gets over. And uh, also, by the way, I'm going to make a comment here. Whoever commented that the, uh, the Hogsmen were clerking votes to win uh, on this little uh, message board thread... First of all, Devin and I don't know what clerking means. No. But, but if I was going to guess, I think it's something like we're, uh, we're asking our friends to, to vote for us. I, I think that's what I think we both think it might mean. Am I correct on that? 
I, I, I either that or like uh, I don't know, like cheating somehow, like voting twice. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I don't know. What well, if it's is, if it's my theory, listen, I'm 37, motherfucker. I don't have friends anymore. Okay, <laughs> motherfucker doesn't have any friends, so especially ones that are gonna go on to some little stupid promo thing and be like, oh yeah, I'll help you out. Nah, fuck that. They got they. they they don't give a shit about any of this stuff. Do you, do you know how silly it is for me to go, if I were to go to uh, my non-wrestling friends and say, hey guys, this is a promo I did <laughs> for an online promo. Tra- I know you've never been to any of my matches or anything, but uh, if you could just donate a dollar <laughs> to just go buy a thing, it would really help me out right now. Uh, no, I, I think, uh, my brother, my brother is probably the only one that, um, non-wrestling friends that'll go on there and, and do that stuff. So I don't even use, I don't use Facebook where the majority of my friends are. I'm having a hard time using Twitter during this, uh, quarantine. And then, uh, I don't think, I don't think, uh, Instagram, you can really post stuff like that. So, uh, no clerking votes here, but clerk, great underrated movie, I think. Clerks too. Also, they, you know, really both good movies. I'm fine with both of those, and I think they're working on a Clerks three. Uh, man, l- l- some some heavy heavy news coming through on the uh, in the wrestling world this past week. I'm sure you've heard Dev. Um, it's been all over the place, uh, and I, I think I'm saying his, his name's correct. Uh, Shad Gas Shad Gaspard Pard. He uh, was one half of Crime Time passed away this actually happened so the last time we were recording that day was it the day prior to that he had gone missing and they still continued the search but i think was it wednesday they discovered his body and uh sad story man sad story yeah i i I read the full account of it and it was it's pretty terrible man especially if you're a dad it's like some gut 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 wrenching stuff so yeah, um, so apparently it was they were kind of swimming in the in waist high water or something like that. A rip current, a bad one, started pulling them out. I think uh Shad, his son, and a few other people, lifeguard went out to save Shad, and he told them, No, go get my kid. So the lifeguard passed up Shad, went and got his kid, brought the kid in, and when the lifeguard went to go back out, um, Shad was gone. He there was no visual on him, and they continued that search for a few hours. And anybody you know who, who who's ever been in the water has treaded water for a long time. A guy with his kind of build does not last long. Um, that's not a swimmer's body. So when you know a lot of people hours hours later were hoping, crossing their fingers, hoping that there would still be a chance. But when you're dealing with a guy that's built like that. Um, it's minutes. It's minutes that, uh, you know, that <clears throat> can make it, it's a difference between life and death. And uh, it's sad, man. It's really sad. Um, he was, uh, he, I think he got, he got into the WWE after I, during a little phase where I kind of fell out of it. I, I didn't really see crime time. Um, did you, did you watch them a lot, Dev? Oh yeah, they were funny. They had, yeah. they had great bits every time. I liked them. They had, they had, they were always given segments. Always were given segments. Even if they didn't have like a match, they always had a segment on the show. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't watch much of his his work in the WWE, but I will. Rem- I do remember this. But this is about three three years ago. There's an infamous show. It was called Brave Immortal. 
<laughs> and this show, it happened on a Sunday, and it was it was put on by a guy. I can't remember what his name is right now, but the guy had no experience in professional wrestling. I think he had more of a uh, hip hop uh, background, like um, promoting hip hop shows. And so he he reached out for a, a lot of wrestlers, man. Uh, talking big time wrestlers uh, to come work this show, and it was really a heavy African American talent wrestling talent show. And the names that he had on there was it, it was nuts. Crime Time was on there. Keith Lee was on there. Shane Strickland was on there. The Pope D'Angelo, uh, what's his name? Uh, D'Angelo, you know. Let's go with Pope. Yeah, the Pope was on there. Uh, Scorpio Sky was on there. There were so many. There were so many names on there. And then El Numero Uno. And then I was on there. Was on yes. There. <laughs> the guy hit me up, and uh, he he asked me to be on the show. So I walked into the show. There was no. There was no promotion for this show. The guy did a horrible job promoting. And there was like shows that weekend. There happened to be a show the night prior in San Diego. And he didn't even go there and flyer. Like his, his core audience, he didn't even flyer. So I show up and it was just a weird vibe. Beautiful venue. Incredible venue. What was, was the like venue? 20, I can't remember like exactly what it was, but it was like 20 minutes down, uh, away from my house, like down hmm. south. And, uh, and also, I remember this. The address <clears throat> on the Facebook address was wrong. So when I showed up to it... <laughs> I was like in the middle of just like a residential area, so I had to Come hit up. On, Jeff. Are you serious? Had, yeah, I swear to God, that's how bad. Oh this my was. God! So I had to hit up Jeff Dino because he was there, and he was like, "No, Jeff, Jeff, that's for wrong. anyone that doesn't know, because uh, we got listeners all over the all over the world. Uh, Jeff, Jeff runs SoCal Pro down here in San Diego. He's been around yes. a long time. His company's been around a long time, um, so he's in the know about just about everything. Go ahead. So he was there, and he was like, "No, that address is wrong. Here it is." So I show up and there was just a weird vibe going on and they're still loading in the, 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 the ring. And I remember Shad, Shad was carrying in the ring. He was help putting up the ring. And I was like, you know, it's one of those things where usually younger talent, people paying their dues, put up, put up the ring, but no, he was there carrying beams and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, boards carrying in all that stuff. And I was like, all right, well, it looks like I'm, I'm carrying in some stuff, too. So I started helping carrying some stuff in. And uh, everybody was, there was rumblings going around. I mean, I'm talking, this was like a huge show. There was so many people on this show. And I remember they wanted me to do a match where I was wrestling a guy named Corey. Corey's African-American. Corey goes, yeah, they want us to do a thing where I just got out of prison <laughs> and something. And I'm like, this is stupid, man. Like, Everybody already knows that you're not, you weren't in prison. It was just a real. So they were running you know, angles on the show for a one, yeah. like a one-time spot show. I think they were trying. I mean, obviously they probably wanted to like run more shows, but it was just real, you know, uh, amateur shit. So Jesus. I'm like, okay, well that's stupid. And anyways, right about the time the doors were supposed to open, they call everybody together. Well, the promoter, the promoters were there for some reason. I didn't think they were there. Yeah, homeboy was there. Okay, and they call everybody together, and it was like, "Sorry, guys, there's." And this is his exact words: "The promoter, he goes, there's thirty motherfuckers in line, 
And he goes, I'll open the doors so you guys can sell merch, but we can't put on a show. And it was like, what the fuck is this all about? So the guy fucked himself. He should have been promoting his show better. Imagine running like an Ozfest or a Lollapalooza and not advertising it and giving the wrong. So like you do like a shit job of it. Like you don't even put it up online. You maybe put something on Facebook. You're like, hey, guys. We're having this thing called Ozfest. I don't know. There's like Metallica there and shit and like Ozzy and all this. Anyway, uh, news to follow. You give the wrong address. Maybe the date's wrong. That's it. The one post. <laughs> you don't yeah. let anyone know. Yeah. The, the hardcore fans who follow them find out and show up and you're like, listen, guys, Ozzy, uh, Metallica, this just ain't going to work. we got 30 motherfuckers in line. You can sell some shirts, but you're not playing music. <laughs> Yeah, it was nuts, man. It was nuts. Did, so uh, the the Pope was kind of uh, conducting the meeting, and uh, he asked if like any wrestlers had anything to say. And of course, you know, there were some wrestlers that that gave uh, this promoter dude a, a piece of their mind. And yeah, and then everybody just kind of bailed out. It was kind of it was real disappointing, man. Real disappointing. But it, 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 if there was a, a a list of all the wrestlers that were on this card, amazing. It would have been. The craziest show in San Diego you've ever seen. I remember it was a, so. it was a huge show, and when you got booked on, I was like, Jesus, man! Like, first of all, <laughs> first of all, you don't seem to fit the bill. <laughs> do you do you remember? Um, I don't know if you remember this when they tried to redo the NWO in uh, WWE. Like when they oh they had like Shawn that, Michaels in it and shit yeah yeah so yeah was this what I'm thinking in my head that it was a raw they had like Big Show and Shawn Michaels and uh, X Pac and and Booker T <laughs> and they're in the ring and they're cutting a promo on hey this version of NWO is just not working like it's not you know something seems to be out of place and they're all looking at each other. And, Big Show's all huge, and Sean's a WWE guy. <laughs> I think he looked at Booker T and super kicked him, and I'm like, dude, what uh, did I just watch? NWA, man, they really fell apart towards the end. Like, even like, remember they had Jeff Jarrett and Bret Hart? Am I correct on that? Like, they, yeah. they had just like some real, it really lost its uh, its cool image there towards the end. Well, once they started recruiting everyone, I, I think the original, um, the original idea was supposed to be that it was going to, well, I know they, I know the NWO was supposed to have their own brand. Yeah. So they were to, supposed to have their own show and everything was supposed to be NWO versus WCW. And eventually they recruit half the locker room. That's a stupid idea. Yeah. It was <laughs> but, terrible. But uh, no, the original, the big three were the good ones. And that was, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So Shad, uh, Shad Gaspard, that's sad to hear. Terribly sorry to hear it. Condolences. Yeah. And then another one, man, um, a young lady named Hannah Kimura. She's a Japanese wrestler. She apparently took her own life, and it was due to online bullying, which is crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, did you? I, I, now, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know who this girl was. I, I, I don't believe I had seen her work, or I don't recall hearing her name prior to all this. Um, Dev, you you kind of know more about Japanese wrestling than me. Did you uh, did you, you ever see her? No, I didn't. I had to read about her after the fact, um, and I guess she was in like a, a reality show as well. But um, <clears throat> yeah, super unfortunate. And I one thing that bothers me whenever they release this information is um, I think all the headlines I had read at the time was that she had passed away. She passed away. She passed away. She passed away. And then eventually you get a little more information on it. Okay, you know. 
she killed herself because of the the online bullying. I I really honestly God wish that they would just come out and say that <clears throat> in the headline or up front, like, hey, this person killed themselves due to this. Like, if you want to bring awareness to stuff, because they come out after the fact, hey, for suicide prevention, they put it at the bottom. You know what I mean? Like suicide prevention. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. Like, if it's that prevalent that you know in society that these big name people are doing it, don't bury it in there. Like, bring it up, make it a big deal, make it a, a topic of conversation because. Um, you know, they, they people find out anyway, and that's all anyone was talking about online was, you know, yeah. bullying yeah. and all this. But make, I mean, make it a big deal. It should be. This is uh, this is the crazy thing. So, I, I mean, over in Asia, they must just go hard in the paint with online bullying because I don't know. Like, there's a couple of Korean pop stars that have also taken their own lives yep. in like the past year, year <clears throat> and a half, and yep. it's all been due to online bullying. It's crazy, man. I, I mean, this girl was only 22 years old, which that's, you look back at it now, you and I are both, you know, well, well past 22. And you look at that and you go, God, like, she's so young. And she thought that was the entire world, you know, the, the, the online, online presence. She thinks it's, it's, it's not a real world. It's, well, it's, it's fake. Well, when I was there, okay, this is what some of the stuff that made was crazy to me. And I don't know, I didn't read into what kind of, bullying it was i don't know if it was like sexual harassment or if it was just people saying she's dog shit or what i have no idea you know what it went like but i do know that the sexual harassment shit is way real um really? yeah when we were out there there was um <clears throat> an early train in the morning that was for women only because there was so much harassment um the phones had to take uh had to, you had to have the flash and it made That's a right. and it made a sound like a, a a loud sound a camera sound when you took a picture because I guess a lot of it was from like upskirt photos and stuff on on the trains and whatnot. So like when we were there, we're like, hey, can you take our picture? And they took the picture and there was no flash and there was no sound. They're like, whoa, what? Are you serious? Like, dude, I don't what it just took it without a sound and no flash. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> what are you talking about? And so we found all this stuff out after the fact. So you know who who knows. To what extent um, this was just internet trolls, or if it was like super serial perverts and shit, who who knows? But yeah, I don't. I, I didn't read anything about exactly what was being said to her, and yeah, it's man, it's terrible. But it, it started a, a frenzy on on the Twitter and in Facebook. You know, a lot of people were talking about ending online bullying, and that that uh, let's be real here, Dev. <laughs> That sounds great in theory, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, especially not for wrestling. And no. what sucks, um, I mean, what sucks about this is you hear a lot of people with depression in wrestling. You hear a lot of people with emotional problems in wrestling, rough past. And <clears throat> wrestling, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough business to break into, man. I mean, if, if you're just happy having matches on the indies, that's a whole different level. But for most people, that's not enough. You have mm -hmm. to be the best. You have to get signed. You have to, you know, be a top ranked wrestler. I want to be a top 10 wrestler in the world. I want to be the best high flyer. I want to be the best spots, whatever, whatever it is, right? There's so much competition out there. It's, mm -hmm. it's not going to happen. And because of what the, what the sport is, it really, I feel like it invites a toxic culture. It really does invite a toxic culture because 
with matches being pre-planned and, and pushes being determined by, you know, higher ups and whatnot. It's not one. It, it's not like someone's striking out. It's not like you're, oh, this guy on your fantasy team shit the bed. It's like, all right, fuck you. Your promo was boring. Your promo was mm-hmm. stupid. You're not entertaining. Like, what are, what are you doing in that spot? This person's clearly better than you or, or whatever the case. You know, it's it's just it invites that type of shitty, toxic culture that's for wrestling is not going anywhere, I don't think. And um, again, it, it sucks because in this business, so many people have, you know, mental issues going into it anyway. It's not it's not good on your head. It's not good on your brain. It's not good on your body. So um it's tough it's it's hard to talk about yeah and and unfortunately a lot of these wrestlers that are coming out saying to end online bullying unfortunately man in what a week or two you're gonna see it all start up again because there's you know egos that don't need to be there uh that are very prominent in, in pro wrestling the fans can be very you know can be harsh man fans can be very harsh and sometimes it's that mom mob and mob mentality you know they see one person getting beat up on on the twitter and they go cool i'm joining in it's just like when you see uh you know like what they say mob mentality if somebody's getting beat up on in a party you're gonna have those guys going cool i want to get my my jab in too just because i want to say i punched somebody um you know it's not gonna end guys it's not so what can you do what can somebody do here is my biggest piece of advice log off twitter mm-hmm. log off facebook log off instagram if you really cannot handle any of this log off of it and don't look at it i never had to put up with online bullying when i was a kid because this stuff didn't exist if i got actually i didn't get bullied in school because i found out you need to stay you need to stand up for yourself once you stand up for yourself uh you know they won't they won't come at you in person now but online that doesn't exist if you stand up for yourself, you're inviting more of it. Am oh. I correct on that, Dev? Yeah, yes and no. It's not. I mean, at, at this point, it's ingrained, right? Just like your phone is a part of you. No bullshit. Your phone is a part of you. For, yeah. People talk about getting you know, implanted chips and all this stuff down the line. Your phone is pretty much a part of you right now. So you want to know what people are talking about? I mean, we're doing a face uh, Hangouts call, FaceTime call right now. Um, that's how we're communicating with people. Um, pushing merch online and shit like that, especially in wrestling, you need you need social media. It's not going away. It's gonna it's a part of your gimmick. It's a part of your career at this point. It's a tool to get you to that next level. <clears throat> because what you've we've talked about this before, and I don't know if it's been on the podcast, but if it comes down to two people, right? You know, a big company's looking to hire them. One person's got ten thousand followers, and one person doesn't have a social media account. Well, guess who's getting hired? The person with ten thousand yep. followers. So. Yeah. It, it's a part of the game at this point, and uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. And, I, you know, I feel terrible that, you know, that this girl's family, I mean, 22 years old, Jesus Christ, that's, that's so young. That's so young. Sorry to hear that. You know, condolences to her. Uh, Dev, we have a uh, a viewer or listener's question. I don't know. Maybe they. I, we have one. I, I know we have one. Well, maybe they viewed us on YouTube. I don't know. Maybe they did. But I feel like this question's right up your alley. I feel like you, Mr. Creativity, <laughs> your brain doesn't stop. Uh, you probably have a lot of 
different answers for this question. So I'm going to read it. And this is from a newer listener. His name's Just Jarek. Okay. Uh, okay, here's the question. Is there any storyline, gimmicks, or personas that you wish got pushed but get but got dropped before it had a chance to shine? Bonus points if it involved you in some way, which all this stuff involves me, so we're all going to bonus <laughs> points. P.S. Uh, you can thank SoCal Gabe for converting me. Appreciate that, SoCal Gabe. Thanks, SoCal Gabe. Also, saw SoCal Gabe uh, rocking the Hogsman shirt on uh, on Instagram. And, and Dev, tell me real quick, where can they get that shirt at? You can go to uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash American Kaiju. And uh, I, I think the sales ended by the time you listen to this podcast. But the Memorial Day sale was doing pretty good. We got several purchases for uh, the Hogsman shirt on there. So things are looking up for the Hogs. And... Uh, uh, no, I, I have a good story right off the bat, <clears throat> and it has to All do right, with has to do with Yuma. Um, Yuma again was was one of the writers for uh, Hollywood for a while, producer. Um, so this is a Hollywood story, and I'm I can only imagine that Yuma was behind it. <laughs> so I, they they do the PP3 Cup uh, every year, PP3 tournament. Winner of that gets a, a title opportunity, any title they want. And um, this happened. I, I was made aware of this after the fact. Um, but the, Hollywood was always very good to me. I always got great opponents, got, got to wrestle Kevin Martinson and Scorpio Sky, uh, Rocky Romero, <clears throat> Peter Avalon, a uh, lot, lot of big, big names, guys that are all signed now and everyone's well aware of who they are. Um, so I guess at one point, my, uh, uh the PP3 cup tournament, uh, <laughs> the, the idea was to have me win it. And then go to cash in and I would lose <laughs> like pretty handedly. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and like they had never done that before. Any, everyone who had who had ever won the tournament was like the next guy. That was it. And so I found about out about this after the fact that I loved it. I'm like, fuck, come on, <laughs> give me that. That would have been so fun to sink my teeth into. Um, but I, we've talked about this in the past, um, you know, when it was. If if you who are the four guys that you're, you know, real or fictitious that your character is built off of, I told you, uh, three eyes, Kurt Angle, right? It's okay to be the goof in the room. For me, it's okay to be the goof in the room. Be be the butt of the joke. If you're the heel, be the butt of the joke. That's fine. Johnny Cage, I'm a big star. Not really. You got your ass kicked. You know what I mean? Like that type of thing. Um, so for me, I was like, God damn, that would have been so fun to win the whole damn thing cash in immediately that night <laughs> and then just get dominated i thought and that like, would have been a real fun angle. it would have been like sick too if you cashed in at like a really opportune time oh yeah just got like and just got like schoolboy rolled up or something exactly like that. Like, exactly that so that sick. that for me was uh was one of my top missed opportunities that uh, i really wish it happened uh i have so i'm not a very like incredibly creative guy okay I can take a storyline that's given to me and, and work from there and find little tweaks. And if somebody's uh, having a match like that, I'm not a part of. And if they ask me, hey, what do you think of this? I can usually help kind of find a little something to, to fine tune it. But I'm not very much of like a story guy. I can't, you know, I'm not really good at creating a story myself. But there was something. And uh, this happened a, f- a few years ago. It was with Ray Rosa's. So online, Ray Rosa's released a uh, a shirt, 
and it was a uh, a Budweiser themed shirt, but it said Ray Rosa's King of Beards. And I saw that and I immediately was like, fuck that. I got a way better fucking beard than that guy. <laughs> so um, I hit up Ray and I go, Ray, I have an idea. Actually, I don't even know if I hit up Ray first. I think I hit up uh, Nolan Ryan from Quiet, Quiet Wyatt Designs. And I go, hey, Nolan, can you make me this shirt or this design? I want it to be a Miller High Life the- uh, logo. But I wanted to say Mike Camden and I wanted to say Champagne of Beards. And Nolan came back at me and he goes, how about Champion of Beards? And I was like, even better. Can you make it? He must have had it to me like the next day. He, he uh, sent it to me. I sent it to Ray Rosas and I go, Ray, let's do something with this. Let's make this into a feud. And I sent him the picture. I sent him the idea that I had. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to get Ray's approval before I, I released it because basically I'm kind of like copying him a little bit, right? So I release it and we start to get a little bit of a buzz. You know, he's got his Budweiser King of Beard shirt. I have my Miller High Life Champion of Beard shirt. And it was like, cool, man, this is getting a little bit of traction a little bit in the Southern California area. And I bring my idea to Jeff Dino because SoCal Pro was my home promotion. And I said, hey, Jeff, I have this idea. I want to wrestle Ray, and we're going to have a match, and I want somebody to come in and break it up. Somebody with a beard. Somebody, somebody, somebody that has a big, like a big fuzzy beard. <laughs> and I want them to have like a hoodie on over it. I want them to come in, bust up the match, uh, beat up Ray and I, and then I want them to take off the shirt or the hoodie and them have like maybe like a Coors Light-themed shirt like, you know, the silver beard or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, and then, so maybe this turns into a triple threat. We have a triple threat match. And it's, uh, it's getting real ugly. All of a sudden, somebody comes running out of the, the, from the back, and they have a big beard. And they beat up all three of us. You know, we're all beaten up, and so they have the advan- opportunity to, to, to take advantage of all three of us because we've already been in a fight for so long. And they have a hoodie on. They take it off, and they have a, a beer-themed shirt, something to do with their beards. And this can go on for however long, but then you eventually make a tournament out of it, right? <laughs> and the loser of a match has to, like, shave their beard. Right. So Jeff Dino goes, I think that's awesome. I really like the idea, but I don't think it'll work at SoCal Pro because it's, like, beer-themed, right? It's, like, more mm. like of a – you want, like, a you know a, a adult crowd behind it. And I was like, yeah, you're right, because uh, SoCal Pro is pretty family friendly. So I hit up Bart um, from AWS, and I gave him the idea. And he said he liked it. And I was like, sweet, we can do it. So he goes, hey, can you come do this show? It's a lethal lottery show. And I'm like, yeah, no problem, man. Go up to the lethal <laughs> I lottery love, show. I love the names of these fucking like, matches on I, the Andes. <laughs> <laughs> So I show up to the show, and it's the Lethal Lottery is a legit shoot. You don't know who you're going to wrestle until the beginning of the show when, uh, when the fans draw the names of the matches. So I show up, and Bart goes, yeah, hey, maybe your, uh, your name and Ray's name will be, uh, will be drawn. And I was like, wait, I, wanna, I thought we were going to start pushing this, you know, this storyline and I was like, I'm, I, you know, I'm not the kind of person to really fight too hard and, and, you know, burn bridges over stuff. So 
Ray and I did not get put in the, we did not get drawn together. I ended up getting in a, a tag match. My partner was Benny B-Boy and we were working with Human Tornado and uh, Kikitaru. One of the funnest matches I've ever been involved in. It was, it was a blast working with uh, Tornado and Kikitaru. But anyway, so nothing really came of this beard concept like that I had. And then a few, uh, a mo- a few months later, uh, Benny hit me up for Ground Zero and goes, hey, I want to put you with, uh, with Ray Rosa's and I want to do the Battle of the Beards thing. And I was like, okay, cool, man. At least we'll, we'll try and get this little storyline, you know, done. <clears throat> but by then it kind of lost its fizzle a little bit. So we're in the back going over the match. Ray's going Ray's gonna to go over. And I was like, hey, Benny, how do you want us to finish this match? Um, do you want to leave it kind of open or do you want to, you know, close this off? With you said a, with shave his fucking beard off, Mike. Shave uh, it off right there. End it. <laughs> Do you want to close this off with like a, you know, a, a pretty convincing loss for me? And Benny goes, what do you guys want to do? And I could kind of feel that Ray wasn't really into it anymore, which I understand because it had it kind of fizzled out. So I was like, OK, man, let's uh, let's just put a stamp on it and you can go over clean on me. And actually, that was my last match before I went to my WWE tryout. Um, that's one thing I remember. I was looking good too in that match. If there's there's video of it, I was looking solid. But uh, yeah, so it never really this this storyline idea that I thought of that I thought would have been a really good idea for merchandise. Uh, you know, I think people would have really gotten into it because we're shaving our beards at the end of the matches. Uh, it would have really got over, but it just seemed like nobody, no promoter wanted to pick it up, and and that's what you need as a promoter <clears throat> to. Uh, so you got you need a ring, you need an audience to to do these storylines. So that was probably the biggest thing that I have ever thought of that never got that never happened. Oh, you know you know the one that uh I think you actually came up with it for the Hogsman. That's I we're still gonna do that. We have to do that. Uh yeah, but we can't reveal it. No, we can't reveal co- it. That that was a that was a that was a collaboratory. Okay. That, collab, that was a collab. That was a collaboration. Yeah, all right, all that was right. Collaboration. That's true. That was that was uh, Eminem featuring Dre on that one, but Dre had half the lines. So, I think you might have like, you know, you started the fire, and then I kind of threw some gasoline on it, and then you threw some dynamite on it. Damn! And then you nuked it. All right, man. And then yeah, yeah. That's how tag teams work. Yeah, man. That's how tag teams work. So what's up, man? We got a. Uh, that was our that was our listeners' question. Thank you for the. Uh, for the question appreciate it yeah thanks for uh thanks for sending that in also uh if you're new to the podcast like you said you are go review us on uh apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts. i don't know wherever you can review it review it because like i guess five star ratings really help us get seen and uh help the podcast move along so we'd appreciate and, that and go vote for uh devin sparks uh promo mania yeah if you don't you're not a real fan of the show uh dev big weekend um in san diego a lot of the bars started opening up for dining did you go and uh, experience any of that for yourself i did not would not and uh as a dad with a little kid and married uh probably not in, in the cards <laughs> that's cool that's cool you e- know, even you, before got different situations. even before even before just hey you want to go to a bar with your kid i'm all right just stay home watch the dog uh, everybody's got different situations. Uh, my wife and I went down to PB on Saturday, Pacific Beach, 
and we were walking around. We, we went in, inside of a, a bar. Actually, there's a bar that my wife used to work at, and so did Hunter. Hunter used to work at the door there. But uh, everybody, so there's, here's the deal. There's no capacity, right? They're not limiting the capacity. You know, they're not like, oh, 25% capacity, 30% capacity. They, they're monitoring it by how many, you, you have to be in the place and you have to be sitting down. Nobody's standing around. There's no bar service. It's only, you know, servers. And all the tables have to be six feet apart. But anyways, it was real nice, man. This is Memorial Day weekend. A lot of people thought it was going to be a shit show and everybody was going <clears> to... <throat> These bars were going to like get over flooded and fuck it up. But um, that only happened once. El Perez. Did you, did you see that, Devin? Mm-mm, did not. So El Perez is a, is a bar that already kind of has a bad reputation in Pacific Beach. Within hours, Devin, within hours, they fucked it up. They were on national <laughs> news. They were on national news because we live in a, 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 a time where everybody has a video camera and instantly can post videos publicly. Um, and they were not following the rules at all. So their asses got shut down. Good. They, uh, they got shut down immediately. Good. But all these bars, uh, that we, that my, my wife and I, we went, walked along the beach. We went and walked around these bars just, uh, just to kind of look at them, see if they were busy and everybody seemed to be, uh, in good spirits and nobody was, you know, doing anything stupid from what I saw, which I appreciate. And this gave me hope because in July, we're Devin and I are supposed to have a booking. Now, when all this first happened, I was like, okay, well that's out the window. But seeing this happen this weekend with all the bars following the rules, it seemed like a lot of the, uh, the, the people of PB were walking around following the rules. I think I'm crossing my fingers still. I think it might happen. And if it does, um, it's going to be a, a great opportunity for Devin and I, and I, I, I really hope that we can all get back to, uh, our day-to-day lives, man. If it happens, we'll get signed, and then the podcast will basically. take off even more, basically. basically. Uh, so we're not going to tell you exactly what the match is, but it's a good opportunity for Devin and I, and him, him and I are both really looking forward to it, and hopefully it happens. But, you know, like I said. If it doesn't, just, if it doesn't happen, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. But we do have the booking at, uh, in Santee at the BNS Brewery. For Level Up Pro Wrestling. Uh, it is a Facebook Live show, I think. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the flyer. It's one of the, it's, it's, on, it's either Facebook or Instagram. I'm guessing Facebook. It's, it, so there's no audience in attendance. It's just the wrestlers. And from what I've heard, we will be wrestling with masks on. Fantastic. So that's going to be fun. I want to loot your so, mask. So Devin is going to be blown sky high. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be blown up too, but I think, uh, you know. You know, think, what I, uh, you know what I want to do? I think this would be a great idea right now. And you can only capitalize it on right right now while there's a pandemic. I want, I want like an underground feel to it. Probably neon lighting throughout the whole venue. It's got to be kind of a shitty, grungy venue. And I want it to be hazmat wrestling. When you pay for your <laughs> ticket, when you pay for a ticket, all right, you're basically going to be in a booth. So you'll have your own little booth. It's going to have uh, the uh, probably the plexiglass uh, going up on each side of it. Plexiglass, sorry. Um, and then you get your own super cheap, really shitty hazmat suit that you wear in your thing. You can yell and scream and throw a shit fit all you want. You bring your own beer. Bring any drinks that you want because this place is going to cost you $150 to get in. But 
It's the only place where you could have a rockin' huge crowd. Because you're all in hazmat suits, and you're all in your own little <laughs> plexiglass thing. The wrestlers are getting paid, boys. <laughs> wrestlers are getting paid that night. But, dude, it just looks like an end-of-the-world-themed wrestling night, and uh, and everyone has a good time. You know it would be uh, awesome if they just put up a ring and they had us in Zorbs? You know those big... <laughs> And all you did was just run, run as fast as you can at each other. It would just like uh, it would look like no mercy when you hit the ropes and you bump shoulders and just stare at each other. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, so. I, I think someone need, I think someone that should be the first show back because I think you can get a shitty hazmat suit like just like the bare bones. You know, like those nurse masks that everyone's walking around and they're like, "Yeah, I got a mask," yeah. and you're like, "It's not really doing much." <laughs> But if you had everyone in like a, a $10 hazmat suit, I'm telling you, it'd work perfectly. I would not be surprised if somebody pulls, pulls that gimmick off on the first show back. Would not be surprised if somebody pulls that off. All right, guys, hazmat wrestling. Uh, we're going to start a, what is it, a Patreon or a GoFundMe or something like that? Go for it. You're, 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 you're the booker for that. You're the promoter for that. You're, you got the money. Well, I can't get the money until you vote for me on Promomania. So go vote on Promo Mania, use your money, and uh, I'll use that to start Hazmat Wrestling. Uh, also, yes, that BNS show, it is a uh, show for uh, healthcare workers and first responders. So, yeah, we got their support to do the show. So you can't really shit on having a show, right? If first responders no, in the everything are, no, are saying, and, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, well, everything that, I mean, the precautions that are being taken for the show are pretty top-notch. Devin will not even be locking up. I won't. I don't do that anyway. <laughs> the first spot you'll see Devin do is crisscross. Uh, with, you have to, with the the ropes with the his opponent. You have to punch me from six feet away. Good luck. <laughs> Good. Dude, by the way, by the way, Devin, you sent me this video. I laughed my fucking ass off. That Tom Segura video, <laughs> oh, yes. Mystic Rick. Yes. So if you guys if you guys don't know who Tom Segura is. He uh he's a comedian. He got in trouble for saying uh that wrestling fans are retarded, his words, and that it's fake. And he caught a bunch of shit from the wrestling community. <laughs> this guy, this guy held a, a fake promo or a fake uh press conference. Uh, press conference dressed up as a guy named Mystic Rick. And it is so funny what he's saying. And then somehow he probably did like that thing where you pay uh celebrities to do a, pri- a personal right. message right something like that so he so he had kurt angle bret hart and rick flair uh do messages about how great he is and it's so funny i, I suggest anybody goes and sees uh goes watches it my my brother is the one who sent it to me my brother was a big wrestling fan growing up when he was i mean when he was younger um and uh he, he him and i both love tom segura we went to a, a tom segura uh show up in Irvine, I think. And I think my brother's seen him multiple times, but he's fucking hilarious. Anyway, yeah, he just, things. he shit all, he, he's go on Netflix. He's got, I think three or four, um, specials on there, but yeah, dude, he shit all over the wrestling community in the promo. He cut was the most like fuck cave fade promo of all time. And it yeah. was so good. So good. So I'm like, funny. if you're a wrestler, you can't get mad at this. This is so funny. <laughs> That's the thing. I sent so it to a couple fun. wrestlers, and they all laughed too. I, yeah. let, let, let's let's put this out there. Uh, a lot of people don't care if the wrestling community does not like them. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like 
there's there's people out there in the uh, that celebrities out there, comedians out there that if they something say something bad about the wrestling community, they don't care. And uh, you know, he obviously does not care because he went even harder uh, on the wrestling fans. And uh, listen, guys. It, it's funny, man. You know, I'll say that it's funny. The best thing—it's creative too. The best thing is this: if if he wasn't getting some kind of coaching from someone in wrestling, because he mentioned several guys from AEW, he mentioned yeah. like Cody and a couple other guys, and I'm like, dude, you don't know them unless you like you wouldn't know Cody of all people. You sure as shit wouldn't know Cody. So someone's got to tell you they like Cody. Or a friend's got to be like, oh, hey, mention Cody. He's he's a good name right now. Or whatever, right? How do you mention Cody? Because I don't think there's a lot of non-wrestling you know, fans that would know who Cody is. Anyway, um, it is such a good heel promo. Yes. It is such a good heel promo. Um, the way he goes about it and shits on everyone and it was just... like That's what I was like, man, he had to have some help. Like He's a funny guy. He's very knowledgeable. He's witty as hell. Um, but I was almost like someone had to tell him like, Hey, say this and this and this. Cause it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's kind of interesting how far, like how far wrestling has gone away from kayfabe because not too long ago they had, uh, the, the dark side of the ring with David Schultz and it's all about him just paint brushing that John Stossel guy twice. Right. For calling <laughs> it fake to his face. Yeah. Which, hey, man, if you go around, you know these old these old timers back then, you're you're at, you're you're trying to fuck up their their means of income, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not okay. They're obviously gonna you you go to any industry, and if you try to fuck up their means of income, you're gonna piss some people off. Yeah, right. And so John Stossel, if you guys don't know what you know about the story, he's a reporter for sixty minutes. He's doing a thing about how wrestling's fake. He's at a WWF event, and Vince sends David Schultz, who's one of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet, uh, <laughs> to go do an interview with John Stossel. Stossel says, I think this is fake. And Schultz immediately open hand slaps him, knocks him to the ground. And as soon as Stossel walk, uh, gets back up, he, uh, Schultz open hands him again. Knocks him to the ground. Stossel goes running off and really fucked him up. Uh, but hey, man, the guy was playing with fire. But now you have, nowadays, you have wrestlers that openly say, yeah, this is fake. Because, you know, obviously Vince went on yeah. what, in 96 or something like that. So, he said, yeah, this is all fake. This is uh, sports entertainment. So let me ask you this because, I mean, for the longest time, they had legit wrestlers holding the straps. And doing, you know, 60-minute Broadways longer. They had rounds and stuff. So what was the move where people were like, what? This is bullshit. <laughs> like, Because I, I saw some matches back in the day where they were doing suplexes and backdrops and all types of shit. And even like, uh, uh, not Hurricane Rana's, but like uh, Head Scissors takedowns that were like, I'm like, that's pretty fucking convincing, man. So like, what, what, what was it where they were like, all right, that's bullshit. This is fake. There had to be something where at some point people were like, this is, nah, fuck these people. They're, they're, they're screwing us over here. Well, uh, what was it in the forties? It got, it got exposed. Oh, I don't know. The gold dust trio. Somebody, uh, some wrestlers, they exposed the, uh, the matches were pre-planned. But I'm saying if you were, if you were watching in the crowd, like what is the move that long-term 
destroys the industry. We're like, that fucking move? No one's going to take that. Well, nowadays, there's a lot of those moves. <laughs> so <laughs> we're talking like, you're talking about like back in the day? Back in the day. So yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So for the evolution of wrestling, so let's say we're at the 50s, maybe the 60s, 70s is where it's like pretty available on television and stuff. So let's say we're in the 70s. What move comes in where people are like, I don't buy that shit. That's fake. I'm trying to think of... I mean, it's got to be anything where you're just kind of like jumping off the ropes. Um, and you know, here, here, okay, here's one thing, right? Undertaker. Uh-huh. Uh, big name in, the, in professional wrestling. Obviously has a long career. Big fan of the podcast wa- too, so watch out what you say. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't even know if I, I realized it when I was a kid, but when he walks up on the ropes and, and jumps off with, uh, you know, holding an arm mm-hmm. and he jumps off. What's that? What's that move called? Do you remember what it's called? They call it old school now. Old school. That's ridiculous. Who in God's name would ever go up to the top rope and balance while, a, you know, a guy is just uh, standing there on a firm surf, uh, you know, a flat surface. You know, obviously you would just push the guy off. Right. Uh, but I didn't pick that up when I was a kid, but <laughs> obviously that's not very believable in a real fight. Right, right, uh, but but even further, like, it's got... All right. I'm trying to think in, in my own head now. Like, a bulldog? Would you be like, that bulldog's bullshit. Like, that's pretty silly. Yeah, I don't know. Bulldog, man, that could be a pretty... dead. If you have a, a grip on a guy's head like that, that could be... How about a power bomb? A power bomb? The first ever power bomb, people were like, oh shit, but no one was like, oh Dude, yeah. Those, those early power bombs were ugly though, man. Like they were like, guys were landing on the back of their heads. So maybe you could kind of believe that. Because they weren't clean. Like they weren't like the power bombs nowadays where people know how to go up. Back in the day, man, you see some of them Vader power bombs. Like he's just like dropping, like, you know, like dro- dropping like a sack of potatoes. Hmm. All right. I don't know, man. I don't know, but it's, it is interesting how far, like how we've, uh, you know, how wrestling, has... the claw, I've got it. The fucking claw killed wrestling. Yeah. Who did that? Uh, did, uh, the Von Eriks did the claw. I don't Von know. Who, I don't know that, who yeah. else did it. That was before the claw is the most ridiculous looking shit in the world that had to kill wrestling. <laughs> I'm telling you the, the Canadian, he's six degrees from seven bacon. The Canadian destroyer is directly related to the claw. <laughs> there's no way it's not i watched yeah, a match. I, I watched uh i watched uh lawler versus von eric uh i don't know last when the at the very beginning of this thing and he <laughs> grabbed him with the claw and lawler's on the ground wiggling and ah can't get out of it not once did he try to grab his hand <laughs> just and like, just it away basically yeah. Exactly. So the claw had to be the one where people were like, "All right, this shit's fake. I'm out." I'm sure. I'm sure there's something out there that we're forgetting right now that's just so blatantly like. Hit us up yeah. on uh, at Hogsman Pod on Twitter and let us know what ridiculously shitty move from back in the day we're forgetting that killed wrestling. Yeah, let's uh, let's kill wrestling even more. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Um. We're almost up on an hour, dude. We're doing uh, we're doing Brett and Sean right now. Do, is there anything else that we needed to cover? Or are we are we wrapping up? It's a, it's a short episode this week, guys. It's Memorial Day. Uh, Uncle Teddy's not here to help us out. Uh, we it's, got uh, it's just your uh, your your two favorite hogsmen just powering it out for you guys. That's right. We're just here, man. We're, we're, just, we're doing we're, it for you guys. We're, we're just hitting this thing hoggy style. 
That's Hoggy all it style. is. By the way, that's our next shirt, Hoggy Style. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Uh, now let's let's go ahead and just uh, let's let's wrap this up and start taking it home. All right. Uh, shout out to uh, Ten Barrel Brewing Pub Beer, cheap fun beer. What's up? Uh, go get you some. Uh, Devin said it earlier, but let's say it again. Uh, go listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and if you want to leave a rating, go for it. If you want to leave a comment, go for it. We appreciate it. Uh, we're trying to get paid here, guys. We're trying to get paid, all right? <laughs> Speaking of paid, uh, uh, go to my Twitter account, at Devin Sparks. Check out Promo Mania. Vote for the American Kaiju to beat uh, the owner, creator, mastermind behind Hood Slam, beat the Dark Sheik. Um, so go vote with your cash. Also, uh, com slash American Kaiju. Pick yourself up a Hogsman shirt. Send us a picture of you wearing it. And uh, hogsmanpod.com. Instagram and Twitter, at hogsmanpod. Go check that out. Go follow it. And what else Ho- we got, Dad? Hogsman YouTube else? channel. Dude, everything fucking Hogsman. We're going to get some Hogsman uh, COVID masks coming out here at some point. We're not making them, but someone else can. And we'll, we'll point you in that direction. <laughs> We just want our cut. We just, we just want, want our, our cut. cut. That's it, dude. That's it. Um, I think that's about it. I think we covered everything. Um, I guess all I have to say is like, fuck, fuck Andy Brown. Fuck Andy Brown. That's a good start. Fuck that's a good Andy finish. Brown. Hashtag, hashtag fuck Andy Brown. And uh, hey, Dev, if they think they're just going to get the tip, what are they actually going to get? <laughs> you poor bastards. You're going to get the whole hog. That's right. Adios. Fuck Andy Brown. I've got big